markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Gosh, it's the AltaCast. Back, baby. Had a couple weeks off. Things have been weird. Didn't have the poetry thing. Did I mean I was I was sick last week. Not COVID. Not COVID. I did freak out though. I did think it was COVID. And uh, took a test. It was not. So don't anybody worry. I did freak out though because the night before I had been to three open mics. Yes. And I was concerned that maybe I had made the entire San Francisco comedy community sick with COVID. But no, nope, that did not happen. I didn't have COVID. I just had a regular sickness. And then it's like, oh, but I just gave a regular sickness to everyone in the home. I didn't. No one got sick that I know of. Well, I was out last night. I feel fine now. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everything's fine. All right, it's the Alta Guest. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, will be joining me at 1 o'clock. I might be having some other guests. I'm definitely hoping that old Dumbface calls in to give me the update. I've, I'd love it if some people from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival would call in 415-550-0511. I've actually been using this whole messenger thing. It's so much better than the phone. <laughs> Ugh, that's my newest complaint. I hate touchscreen technology. I hate it, and I hate it even more now because... My hot flashes are so extreme that I cannot use the touchpad on my phone. <laughs> it registers the heat all crazy because my fingers are so hot in the morning because of my because of this beautiful change of life. Dear God. It's like I completely understand why the patriarchy is real cuz all this fucked up shit happens to women our entire lives and it had to be our fault, right? It, it was the Garden of Eden. It was the apple, the tree of knowledge. It's knowing. Knowing's half the battle. Go, Joe. Unless you're a woman, knowing is bad. Although I wish I would have known for realsies about this whole menopause thing. Hey, I'm giving everybody the memo now, so. <laughs> My generation, they didn't tell us. They didn't. Nobody told me this was going to happen. I mean, they did. They kind of told me, but I didn't believe them. Maybe that's the problem. All right. Well, I'm here, I'm waiting for LaToya. Uh, let me go through what's happening for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's pretty exciting. I mean, it's one of those things where it's going to be spectacular. It's either going to be a spectacular success or a spectacular failure. Either way, spectacular. All of the bones are in place. All of the shows can be found at our website, mutinyradio.fm backslash comedy festival you can see the whole schedule all 24 shows in seven days at six venues choose your shows 
and we have special headliner show on Thursday with Scott Capuro, who's so hilarious and amazing, but also was a voice in the first Star Wars. Yes, the pod racer thing. That was he's with the two-headed pod racer thing with Greg Proops, and he was in Mrs. Doubtfire. He was Harvey Firestein's boyfriend. He's still so gorgeous. Like he doesn't look a day over old. Is I mean, what was that film in like 1988 or something? 92, 91, I don't remember. But he looks like, exactly like himself, still. And so funny. So go see that show on 1014 at El Rio Tixer, 20 bucks. There's a 7 and 9 o'clock show. I'm really excited. Buy tickets. <laughs> but there's 75 comics coming from all over the nation. And that makes me happy. And I've worked really hard. And I hope it all works out. And it will. I mean... It, either way, it's going to happen, right? But really, it's going to... The first show, and I mean the hubris of me, the idiocy. I scheduled this for my 10-10, right? It's, uh, th- that's opening day on Sunday, 10-10, which also happens to be my 47th birthday. Oh, my God, I'm officially an old person. 47. I am super close to 50. Like, oof. Oof. Scary as that. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, the first show is on October 10th at 11.30 in the morning. It's brunch at Asiento, And it's going to be amazing. And I want you to buy tickets for it and celebrate with me. Hollandaise and all that kind of stuff. Wow. I wish we knew what was going on in the world. We do. We do. We know what's happening with the abortions in Texas and the whatnot. I have a new joke about that, which I love, and it's been killing. It's what's the deal with Texas? Right? They love guns. They love capital punishment. They hate abortion. Abortion's like microdosing murder. It's like fun-sized murder. Yeah! Let's get to it, Texas. Microdosing murder. Give me a little fun size murder. I want to have my big bangs and a big bang inside my... Yeah, well, it doesn't make sense because they don't believe in the big bang, right? All right. Let's uh, let's figure out what's going on with uh, abortion in Texas right now. I mean, not that I have a dog in the fight anymore because I'm going through menopause, so I can't really have a baby. But let's say... Let's say I did have some crazy miracle baby and because it's time to take my IUD out and I haven't done that yet. Let's say that my copper IUD or something crazy happens and it fails. Not that anybody's trying to impregnate me. That's not happening. But let's say, let's just say it did. And I, as a 40, almost 47, 47-year-old woman, let's just say it, I'm 47, had a geriatric pregnancy. Would it be, would I have this baby? No. I, well... You know, if it was like a miracle baby like that, would I think, oh, dear God, it's a miracle baby. I actually have to have it. But there's no way I'm going to live that long. If I had a baby at 47, which means I'm almost 48 by the time it actually is born, that means I'm 60 when it turns 12. What? What? That's just unconscionable. Uh, who? Why? why? Why would I do that to myself? Why would I do that to another person? You know, and be like this. I already feel incredibly old. Jeez, be 60 and have a 12-year-old. That's insane. Hey, I'm not going to yuck your yum. If you did it and you're a rich person, all power to you. I'm a poor person. It would be unconscionable 
for me to have a baby right now. A geriatric pregnancy. What does it say? Will new Texas abortion result law result in unsafe abortion? Here's what research says. Yeah. What will it say? Fort Worth. When Texas exacted the nation's most restrictive abortion law September 1st, some abortion rights advocates worried the restrictions could end in a dire situation. With most abortions in Texas now illegal, would women try to perform their own abortions and end up injuring or killing themselves? Well, good question. Abortion experts said the answer isn't definite, but the availability of medication abortion means unsafe physical attempts at abortion will become less common if the law remains in place. I think it's fair to say we don't expect to return to the dark ages pre-Roe, said Dr. Abigail Aiken, an expert on self-managed abortions. Oof. Since the Food and Drug Administration approved the first abortion drug in 2000, it's become a more common method of abortion, even as the nationwide abortion rate has declined, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. More than a third of abortions done at eight weeks gestation or earlier are done via medication, according to the most recent data. The new Texas law, known as Senate Bill 8, outlaws abortions after cardiac activity can be detected in a fetus via a vaginal ultrasound, which usually happens when a person is about six weeks pregnant. All types of abortions, including medical abortions, are banned by the new law. The mailing of abortion pills will be explicitly criminalized by a Texas law going into effect December 1st. Because the drugs used in medical abortions can be accessed and mailed outside of the formal medical system, medical abortions will continue to be an option for people seeking to end their pregnancies despite the law. But the information and internet access needed to access the medication abortion aren't tools all people have, Eakin said. It's not out of the question that somebody out there isn't going to resort to something. It's not out of the question that somebody out there isn't going to resort to something unsafe. Four double negatives in one sentence. Lisa Fuentes, a senior research scientist at the Guttmacher Institute, has studied how past abortion restrictions have affected pregnant people's decisions in Texas. In the last 20 years, relatively few Texans have resorted to physical or mechanical attempts to end their pregnancies, according to Fuentes' research. We do think that we will see people ending up in ERs as a result of this law. In the, or do we think that we will see people ending up in the ER as a result of this law? In the past, we have not seen that, Fuentes said. But given that Texas law bans between 80 and 90% of abortions in the state, it is, likely that some, will some, is it likely that some people will turn to unsafe measures? I can't answer that question, Fuentes said, because I don't know. The abortion pill. Before Roe v. Wade established a constitutional right to abort in 1973, it is estimated that at least 200 women died annually from unsafe at-home abortions, although the number could be higher. Before the Supreme Court decision codified the right to an abortion, doctors throughout the U.S. reported stories of women dying after physically harming themselves using tools like wire coat hangers or drinking poison. After Roe, deaths from both legal and illegal abortions dropped dramatically in the U.S., both because of the decreasing frequency of illegal unsafe abortions and improvement in medicine. The approval of the medical abortions in 2000 and the expansion of a medical abortion nonprofit in the U.S. in 2018 have both dramatically changed the abortion landscape and made an abortion pills an increasingly common method to terminate a pregnancy, said Aiken, who is the principal investigator of Project 
ANA, a group that studies self-managed abortions in the U.S. In 2018, the abortion nonprofit Aid Access began operating in the U.S. because of increasing demand for the service, according to its founder. Aid Access is a unique abortion provider with no parallels in the U.S. People seeking an abortion can fill out a request form online, which is then reviewed by a doctor. If the pregnant person is not more than 10 weeks pregnant and has no serious complications, Aid Access will mail them the pills needed to induce an abortion at home. Women can also order abortion pills via online pharmacies or if they live close to the border from Mexico, Aiken said. Together, medication abortions have been a game changer for people trying to end a pregnancy on their own outside of the formal health care system, Aiken said. Fuentes agreed and said the availability of medication abortions has drastically changed the landscape of self-managed abortions. The Circumstances before Roe v. Wade, when more women were injured or died trying to end their pregnancies via unsafe abortions, are unlikely to repeat themselves. It's unlikely that we will ever revisit that time, Fuentes said. When Texas halted all abortions in this state in March 2020 after deeming abortions a non-essential service, Aid Access saw its request for medical abortions double within one month. Once... Senate 8 bill has been in effect long enough. Aiken will return to the nonprofit's data to see whether more people are using the service to self-manage their abortions using pills. There's no state or federal law that explicitly criminalizes self-managing an abortion, although laws have been passed to make it more difficult to access abortion medications. On December 1st, a new law will go into effect in Texas, making it illegal to mail abortion-inducing pills in Texas. The law was co-authored by Texas Republican Stephanie Click, a Republican who represents part of Fourth Worth. You, you, Stephanie, you turned on us. You turned on all women. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you take feminism back? How dare you be a part of the government and take away women's rights? When you're supposed to be representing women, you are a woman. Oh, but I don't, uh, but you know what, jo- my choice is everybody's choice. You, you don't know everybody else's life. You don't know the lives of these people. You don't know who are going to have the kids. And then you let, you don't let them have an abortion and then they have to have a kid. And then you go, ooh, but no food stamps, no money for people who have children. God, I'm so pissed. A woman did, Stephanie Click, you should be ashamed of yourself. How dare you call yourself a representative? Republican representative. I guess they're all Republicans there and they just don't care about their own human rights. Oh, I'm a woman and I need a man to take care of me because I'll never be good or smart enough. Impregnate me. Are men using condoms? Are they having, you know, reversible vasectomies? Anything? Jesus Christ. Because Aid Access is an international nonprofit, it's unlikely the group could be successfully prosecuted under the new law when it goes into effect. (sighs) Ah. Okay, I don't want to read any more of this. It's just too depressing for me. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I haven't gone off the rails in a while. It feels good. (laughs) Oh, first 15 minutes in and I'm already off the rails. Abortion laws, man. Come on, gnarl. We got to get back to our gnarl friends. Uh, Six weeks. So I had an abortion... uh, many years ago now seven years ago maybe and maybe even eight years at this point but I think I mean and I caught it really early like I think I caught it at like three weeks or something I don't even know had I even missed a period I just sort of I just kind of knew it was weird uh, and then I went in and I, I didn't want to take the pill because I didn't want to like, be bleeding at home and all that kind of, I, I just had to take care of it. And then I have a joke about it. 
because I literally did jokes during my entire abortion. It was great. Um, <laughs> they put my legs up in the stirrups and they gave me this incredible drug called midazolam. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. There's a reason why I don't have kids. I love drugs. I love benzos too. I haven't had any benzos in a while and I kind of need some for the festival. I've been freaking out. Anyways, Valium's, you know, benzo. Lorazepam, diazepam. They call it the two Pam family. Like give benzos two Pam. <laughs> anyway, my legs are up on the stirrup. They've given me midazolam and they say it lasts about five minutes. You know, it's, it's procedure. They looked at me with kind eyes and said, some people talk, some people don't talk. I said, has anyone ever told jokes? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I did jokes during my abortion. It was a hot five. Killer show, baby. Ringer show. Left it there. Good stuff. Good stuff. The only regret I have about that abortion is that uh, they didn't let me take my phone in, so I couldn't tape the set. Did it matter? What is it, was it important? Was it life-changing? I'll never know. Texas abortion law, state, Texas defense law that has halted most abortions in the state. Oh, and look, there's a guy up there. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton clearly does not think women can think for themselves or have any volition over their own bodies or their own lives, you know. <laughs> Texas officials on Wednesday defended the state's strict abortion laws that ban the procedure as early as six weeks into pregnancy and urged a federal judge to allow the measure to stand. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, Republican, surprise, said the court should dismiss the Biden administration's lawsuit seeking to block the measure that has effectively halted most abortions in the nation's second most populous state. Dear God. The Justice Department, the state said in a court filing, does not have the authority to use the federal courts to enforce a constitutional right to abortion. Rather, the Texas law must be challenged in the state court through lawsuits brought on by private citizens, Paxton contends. If the Department of Justice wants to expand its authority, it should direct its request to the Congress, not this court, the filing states. At bottom, the federal government's complaint is that the law is difficult to block in federal court, but there's no requirement that a state is to write its laws to make them easily enjoined. Court filing comes in advance of a hearing scheduled for Friday before U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman in Austin. It landed just as the Senate Judiciary Committee was examining the impact of the Texas law that allowed individuals to take legal action against anyone who helps a woman terminate her pregnancy and the Supreme Court's refusal to block the law's enforcement immediately. The ban took effect September 1st after the high court allowed the measure to stand while litigation continues. Abortion rights advocates said last week, or last week asked the justices a second time to review the six week ban, which they said clearly conflicts with the, conflicts with the high court's ruling that guarantee the right to abortion before viability, usually around 22 to 24 weeks. <coughs> Whoa, six weeks versus 22 to 24 weeks. Question is, do people even know they're pregnant? Because of the law, women in Texas are traveling long distances to Oklahoma, Kansas, New Mexico, and Colorado to terminate pregnancies. The Texas law makes no exceptions for rape, sexual assault, or incest. A dozen other states have passed similar bans on abortion after a phys physician has detected cardiac activity, usually around six weeks into pregnancy. 
but federal judges prevented those measures from taking effect because of the landmark Roe v. Wade decision of 1973, protecting the right to an abortion. Texas law is different and specifically crafted to avoid judicial review. State government officials, who are typically targeted in lawsuits to block such measures, are barred from enforcing the ban. Instead, private individuals can file lawsuits against anyone who helps a woman obtain an abortion. Clinic employees, abortion providers, and people who provide women with money or transportation to abortion clinics can be targeted in the civil actions with the threat of having to pay at least $10,000. Oh my gosh. In the Wednesday court filing, the Texas Attorney General said the injunction sought by the Biden administration to block the Heartbeat Act is untenable because Texas could not institute a heartbeat suit against anyone, much less the federal government. The state rejected the Justice Department's argument that private individuals charged with enforcing the law are essentially state actors who can be subject to an injunction from the court. Paxton also defended a law as constitutional and said it does not conflict with the Supreme Court's decision that said states may not place an undue burden on a woman's right to an abortion. But going to Oklahoma isn't an undue burden? Hmm. Abortion providers and opponents of the law strongly disagree. About 85 to 90 percent of women who obtain abortions in Texas are at least six weeks into pregnancy, meaning the law has effectively stopped all abortions in the state. The law, they say, also has imposed a significant financial, professional, and personal burden on the women who must now travel long distances outside of Texas if they want to terminate their pregnancies. Even if the judge in Austin temporarily blocks the measure, the victory for opponents of the law may be short-lived. According to the Attorney General's office, physicians who perform abortions after the six-week mark while, and while an injunction is in place are not shielded from any future legal liability. Whew. If the injunction is later dissolved on appeal, lawsuits can be brought retroactively and up to four years after the abortion at issue has been performed, according to state officials. The threat of liability would remain given the significant possibility that a preliminary injunction would be stayed, reversed, or not turned into permanent injunction packs instead. How about it doesn't make any sense and women should just have the ability to govern their own bodies and their lives? No way! No! That's crazy! That's crazy talk! I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills right now. Feeling gaslit on all corners, man. All right, enough of this abortion nonsense. Let's, uh, I don't know, let's play some music, huh? Uh, I will, I will find something good. How about that? And we'll be right back. It's 1222 on a Wednesday, and Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, should be joining us here on the AltaCast around 1 o'clock. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm chilling with you. Please buy your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, please. Uh, I'm not going to beg you. I think I just did. But I'm going to play. I'll play a little music. Uh, until I work that out, enjoy Kope, Japanese Bjork. the way we work at a computer. <laughs> 
was whole doing a cover of uh, a Fleetwood Mac song. That's pretty cool, right? That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, got more music coming your way. And then more, um, I have another article about about um, abortions and stuff. Uh, what's happening in Oklahoma. this abortion stuff. Okay, more abortion stuff. Yay! 
Okay. With abortion largely banned in Texas, an Oklahoma clinic is inundated. Oh, surprise, surprise, surprise. Oklahoma and Texas being next to each other. The new law prohibits abortions after six weeks. We know about this. There's a lady on the phone. Oklahoma City. On a windy windy Tuesday morning, the parking lot outside a small brick building on the south side of Oklahoma City was filling up fast. The first to arrive, a red truck shortly before 8 a.m., was from Texas. So it was the second and the third. The building houses from one Oklahoma's four abortion clinics and at least two-thirds of its scheduled patients now come from Texas. So many, in fact, that it is trying to hire more staff members and doctors to keep up. The increase is the result of a new Texas law banning abortions after about six weeks, a very early stage of pregnancy. As soon as the measurement took effect this month, Texans started traveling elsewhere, and Oklahoma, close to Dallas, has become a major destination. We had every line lit up for eight hours straight, said Jennifer Rents, who works the front desk phones at the clinic. Trust Women Oklahoma City describing the first week the measure was in force. The effects of the new law have been profound. Texans with unwanted pregnancies have been forced to make decisions quickly, and some have opted to travel long distances for abortions. As clinics in surrounding states fill up, appointments are being scheduled for later dates, making the procedure more costly. Other women are having to carry their pregnancies to term. Marva Sadler, senior director at Clinic Services at the Whole Woman's Health, which operates four clinics in Texas, said she believed that many patients were not able to arrange childcare or take time off work without losing their jobs or travel to other states. I think a majority of women are being sentenced to being parents, she said. This law was the latest in a string of successes by the anti-abortion movement, which for years has pushed for more conservative judges and control over state legislatures. Now the Supreme Court is preparing to take up an abortion case, the first to be argued before the court with all three former President Donald J. Trump's conservative appointees, has the potential to remove federal protection from abortion altogether. In Texas, the new state law has effectively accomplished that, at least for now. Samara was just five weeks pregnant when she lay on an examining table in Houston to get an ultrasound. It was August 31st, the day before the law went into effect. She had heard about it on the news and knew that it banned abortions after cardiac activity was detected. But when the doctor performed the ultrasound, there was no sound, and she was told to come back the next day for her procedure. When she returned and lay again in a darkened room staring up at a set of paper dancers hanging from the ceiling, the doctor got a different result. He said, take a deep breath and padoom, padoom, padoom. All you hear is your heartbeat, said Samara, who's 22. In that same breath, all the things I had been crossing my fingers about just came out and I just bawled and bawled and bawled. She walked into the hallway, her mind racing, and saw other, other women there too. We were all just crying in the hallway like, what are we going to do? The answer for many women in her position has been a race to get to an abortion in a different state. About half the patients at Hope Medical Group for Women in Shreveport, Louisiana, are from Texas. Now, and from up from about a fifth from before the law. At a Little Rock planning 
Family Services in Arkansas, Texas patients make up 19% of the caseload now, compared with less than 2% in August. Oklahoma does not require two trips to a clinic to get an abortion in most cases, so it has been a common choice. Trust Women had 11 Texas patients in August. It has had 110 so far in September. Patients come from as far away as Galveston and Corpus Christi. Some drive through the night in time for a morning appointment. The high demand from Texas has meant the clinic's schedule is full for weeks. Last week, the earliest appointments were for mid-October. Samara, who requested her last name not be published, arrived last Monday from Beaumont, a city near Houston, where she lives with her partner and their two-year-old son. The news of her pregnancy, she said, threatened the life they had built for him. Their financial circumstances had only recently stabilized. She had gotten a customer service job. Her partner was driving a van for a medical service. They moved out of his family's house into their own apartment. Their son has a room of his own. She bought a new furniture, a sectional, and a bed. This was her first time actually buying a brand new out-of-the-box mattress, not off Facebook or something, she said. She felt proud to be able to give her son attention, toys, a stable home, and the things she never had herself. But she could not afford to do that for two. I do not want to be that parent, said Samara, whose mother was a teenager when she was born. I don't want to bring my kid into something that I can't afford to take care of because they don't deserve it. I grew up in that kind of reality, and I know what it does to people. Samara said she had gotten an abortion once before, the year after her son was born, for similar reasons. She made a mistake, or she made an appointment to get an IUD immediately after her procedure on Tuesday. As the state passes more abortion restrictions, it is, increasing, it is increasingly poor women who must grapple with their effects. Half of American women who got an abortion in 2014 lived in poverty, double the share from 1994, when about a quarter of the women who had abortions were low income, according to Guttmacher Institute, a research group that supports abortion rights. Theories for why include demographic change, increased funding for abortions for low-income women, and higher-income women having more access to highly effective contraception. The longer women have to wait, the more expensive their procedures become. Abortions that trust women range in cost from 650 for early stages to 2,350 for later stages. Financial assistance is also available. Sarah, who works at a roofing company, found out she was 13 weeks pregnant on August 23rd, but then the law went into effect and she raced to find a clinic in another state. It's just been a scramble to get this taken care of, especially when I just ran out of time so quickly, said Sarah, 21, who asked that her last name not be published to protect her privacy. She finally got an abortion at the Oklahoma City Clinic on September 20th. She had to put off a car payment in, over, in order to cover her part of the $1,550 charge. Her partner, a police officer split the cost and drove her three hours from Dallas where they live. She said she wished she'd, she had been on her own for some time. Or she said she had been on her own for some time. Her mother died in a car crash when she was nine and her father died of cancer when she was 19. And although she feels much more financially stable than she did in her teens, she was putting herself through college studying criminal justice, justice until the corona pandemic. She said she could not support a baby. I would have to put my life on hold, she said. I don't know if I would be able to go back to school. Sarah has never been pregnant before, but she said she knew her decision was right. Still, it was difficult. In the weeks that she waited for her appointment, she said it was impossible not to think about what was growing inside her.
The ultrasound confirmed her pregnancy, which she received at a center run by an anti-abortion group. It was performed by a woman who typed, Hi, Mommy, and Hi, it's me, into the screen and gave Sarah the printout. It's not hard to have the instinct to want to form a bond with it, Sarah said. And just having to remind myself every day, you can't do it. It's just not the time for you. That's been the hardest part. Trust Women draws anti-abortion groups too. An RV operated by an anti-abortion activist that advertises free pregnancy tests and ultrasounds sometimes parks across the street at the Rancho Village Food Mart. Ramundo Marquez, 23, a cashier there, said his brother, an owner of the owner of the shop, allows it. But Mr. Marquez has conflicted feelings. He believes that abortion is wrong. When his girlfriend got pregnant in high school, they did not consider it. But he said it was hard to judge someone else for doing it because he knows there are children who are homeless and being neglected. It's sad both ways, he said. So maybe men could use a condom. By Tuesday afternoon, one protester had appeared, standing tall in a green flowered jacket and green flats, praying and looking toward the clinic's security booth. Inside, Louis Padilla, the security guard, was watching her. She is a regular, and sometimes she walks outside to debate her. Mr. Padilla said that he was Catholic and Republican, but he was won over to the cause of the clinic after working there for a while. Each woman has her own story, he said, and who are men like him to judge them? He mows the clinic's lawn, puts up its flag, and sometimes affixes appliances because the repairmen refuse to come to an abortion clinic. He even bought a drone with his own money to watch the protesters outside. The situation in Texas may be temporary. A hearing on October 1st will give the law's opponents another chance to convince a judge to suspend it. But the other restrictions are looming. In Oklahoma, there are five, including a law that requires abortion providers to be board-certified obstetricians obstetricians. It takes into effect as scheduled on November 1st. Four of the eight doctors licensed to work at Trust Women could no longer do so. Samara made it to the Oklahoma clinic with the help of financial assistance funds, which covered the plane ticket for her and her son. Her abortion was covered too, but her partner has to pay his own way there. He was fired, she said, when he asked for time off, and she lost several days' pay. She does not believe that the people who passed the law considered the consequences for women like her. Those officials, she said, go to their jobs in their car that doesn't have problems starting up with a tire that's not flat. Meanwhile, she and her partner and her son will go back to Texas to a real fear that they may not be able to pay rent for October. I have to go home and figure out what to do next month. And the next month is in a couple of weeks. Like, what am I going to do, you know? Wow. Crazy. Yeah, they don't, um, it doesn't seem like people seem to care. Isn't that, that's amazing, right? All right. Uh, let's listen to some more music.
just fine, just leave it like that. Bust your wallet while I break my back. Stay alive with your life support. You know me, I'll pick up that.
All right. We were listening to the Crow soundtrack because <laughs> because why not? Because it, and because it's it's the 90s or the 80s. I don't know what it's the, the 90s. fucking date is. 1993. See, there it is, 1993 when I was <laughs> when I was in high school, college. What was I? I, I was, was in, in sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> we're back. We've got Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, here on the Altacast. Hi. Yay. <laughs> yeah, pick a pick a chair, whatever chair you like. You no, know, I like the rolling. Yeah, I like rolling the roll chair. Rolling with the homies. Yeah, I uh, also liked that part of Clueless. <laughs> I am clueless. I am completely clueless. Oh my god, and then a guy was hitting on me today on the on the online. And it's weird because he's a comedian and I guess he said I've met him before, but I'm like, I don't remember meeting, like... I don't recall. And I looked at all his pictures, and I'm like, who is this guy? And he's like, oh, we've met. And I was like, we have? I'm sorry, I'm a dick. I don't know. And he was like, I think you're fire. I'm hitting on you. And I was like, okay. um, Okay. Whatever. (laughs) Like, will I see you around? Like, what do you... (laughs) He didn't have his age. He didn't have his age on his Facebook, though, so that's a telltale sign of him being my age when they don't put their age on. It's like, I mean, and no shame in the game. I turned fucking 47 in less than two weeks, you know? Oh, yeah. That's why I just can't take it anymore. I can't I can't be disrespected anymore by people. It's just it's just making me too crazy. It's like, I, I deserve, the, there's there's no doubt of who I am in the San Francisco comedy community. And you gotta, they- 10 years plus. It's gotta be respected though, but it's not just, there's a lot of people who've been doing comedy for ten years, but they don't own their own venue and run weekly shows. And I'm a little, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of reservations on my show tonight. And my Sunday show had sixteen reservations, but then only eight people showed up, and they didn't show up until after the game. So half my comics left. I had a really good time Football with season. the people that came, um, but I felt terrible that there were comedians that came and left, and they were like, "Oh, there's," and I was like, "This never, this has never happened to me before. I've never had a show that hasn't been attended at all." But then there were eight people, and they were a mighty eight, and they were lovely. Um, yes. We just started super late. We started at like four thirty. Oh yeah, that's if it's on Sunday, people. It's fo- it's the beginning of football season, so that's and then we're and then it's baseball playoffs and all this yada all, yada guys, yada. It was a it was a Raiders game. It was a Niners. Oh game. yeah, there was a ra- both games. Oh shit. Games. I mean, it was, you know, it is what it is. But it was fine. We had a good little comedy show in the interim. And then uh, tonight I only have seven reservations thus far. So it's not great, but I really can't freak out about it. No, I mean. Because I've got the festival coming up. Like, that's what I need to freak out about. I don't know. You know, I don't, I mean, and it's not that I need to freak out about anything. I just have to keep do, 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 doing. Which is why. When these dumb little comics fuck my shit up because it's like I'm do do doing. I'm working so hard and to get all this festival stuff done and to create a space for comics and to still run my open mics and to be running my weekly shows and to have all of these people booked. And then, you know, when I'm going through menopause, I'm sweating so much in the morning. Like I'm so wet that then I get cold because of because it's there's I'm sweat. Like the sweat between my boobs, it's so like you can't imagine how much liquid is on my body in the morning. <laughs> it's so angry. It, and so I'm angry. I'm on fire. I can't use my phone anymore because what? Because touchscreen technology, when I'm having a hot flash, it doesn't work. Like oh, it literally you're not sweaty. Well, not sweaty. Oh. No, it's the heat. So I'm oh. trying to press return, or I'm trying to press a L or something, and it's like SSS. Like it doesn't. The touch screen technology works off the heat off your fingers and 
my hot flashes are so severe that it's like shocking my phone into being, I can't type anything. I can't text on it. I can't, it just, it, it goes crazy until I turn it off and turn it on. And like, I have to like cool down myself. So anyway, so of course I'm going crazy. My hormones are nuts, but I just, I just want a little bit of respect, just a little nicest, a little kindness, just a little bit. It's, I don't, I don't think I'm asking that much. I really don't. And then, mm-hmm. and I feel like I deserve it because I'm working really hard for a lot of people and not for a lot of like, and maybe, maybe everyone just expects that from me and that's fine. So they don't feel like they ever have to uh, no, I think reciprocate that. in any way. But, and not that I'm expecting people to reciprocate, but I am expecting them to follow the rules in that when, if you want to pre-sign, everybody knows you I, the day before I put out the picture, you Venmo me the 2 to $5, I give you the pre-sign. If you don't want a pre-sign, yes, you are welcome to show up and try to get a space. But I'm going to give the people the space that gave me the money first. Like, why Why does this one person think they just don't ever have to give me the money? It's like, then that should be something else they should have a conversation with me about. Everyone else pays. They can't give me the $2? Like, it's like, what? So that makes me upset right there. But then also, not even not giving me the $2, but then like acting all standoffish. Like on Monday, he didn't even ask for time. He just kind of stood in here next to me as I'm running the show, as I'm trying to give people comments and, and distracting me and making me feel like something. And so I, I looked at him and I was like, I don't know if there's time. It's a pretty full list. And he didn't even ask. And then he kind of like stormed out. But then he came back and kind of pouted in the corner and waited and I gave him time at the end. Ah, uh, stop. Well, but there was room. Not, there was that's room not at the, the point, end. Pam. That's not the point. Now I'm going to scold you. But there was room at the I'm, end. It doesn't matter. But I can't say no. When it's yes, a you, to him, you can say no. Because number one, he didn't give you the money. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this. This is the problem. He know, you're, At this point, you're letting him get away with it. And so you're about I tried to, to call him on it last you, night. You 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 it sounds like finally you're at your wits end. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is the controversy at Mutiny Radio. We're going to call today Irritable Wednesday. Irritable cuz I'm not in the best mood myself. No, I need to hear but, this though because I can't But this is something that's been going on for a Months. period. And so now the thing is you keep giving this person what they want and they're taking advantage and they know and they know. And so when people do this, they're like, well, I don't have to respect her anyway. She's going to give it to me. So why, like, why would he respect this person respect you? He doesn't respect the building. He doesn't respect you. He doesn't respect the other comments that did put uh, their money down. Right. And he, and that it's disrespectful all around. And so I really think, cause you've actually banned people for lesser things before. I'm not going to ban him, though, because then I, I look like the bad guy. Fuck him. I look like the crazy bitch. No, like... no, no. That's not crazy. You let him get what he wants is crazy. Mm. That is crazy. And I'm sure the other comments are probably starting to look at this, too, because he is disrespectful, rude. I'm not a fan, by the way. I don't I know, know how many times. I'm not, and that's the thing is I, now that I don't now that I don't like like him anymore and I think he's a twat, he's not funny. I I've told you that on, I've seen I'm him on stage a... on Monday here at my joke he's workshop. He wasn't funny. And then yesterday I was at uh, milk not milk bar, I was at OMG and he did a set and he wasn't funny. He's and I'm funny. like, is it that he's not working right now or that I haven't given him the stage time or just lazy. He's lazy. I'm seeing, I see through it finally where I'm like, oh, 
Just one of those things, like, good-looking people can get away with a lot. Yeah, but you got to cancel that shit, too. Because, yeah. I mean, don't I mean, don't get me wrong. We've all, I can be a passive person. This is why I'm very irritated now, because I can be very passive, but I'm also at my wit's end. Mm-hmm. But this individual has just been disrespectful, like, numerous. And, you know, one thing, again, I am big on manners. When you step yeah, into somebody's yeah, establishment... Or anywhere, home, establishment, job, car, say hi, hello, thank you, have a nice day, kiss my ass, suck my dick, something, acknowledge. Acknowledge uh, that I'm doing, that I'm here for you. Yeah. Acknowledge you're in my space. That's like, I mean, would you, he doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't go to other people's venue and just walks up and says, I'm just going to get stage time and they're going to say, okay, no, I'm sure he gives them no, a little bit more respect. Up. Yeah, he signs he up gives like them, a normal person. So you, he you shows see, up on time. You see, you signs see. Signs up like mm-hmm. a normal person. And even last night at OMG, I didn't even get to go up. I just went, I, I was too late. I was too late to get space on the show because they pre-signed. I didn't pre-sign. I had a show at 8 o'clock at, um, at Milk Bar. I needed to leave by like 7 on the bus. So I knew. I knew when I went there that I was just drinking beer. I knew that I wasn't in time. I wasn't going to beg the host for stage time. I don't need the time anyways. I was going to let people have their time. But for some reason, he's able to show up on time and follow the rules everywhere else with every other person except with me and it just it just pisses me off that's the other thing that pisses me off is that he's able to be cordial and friendly and normal with everyone except me and my feelings are just hurt that i'm somehow not good enough for him to treat me like a human being why why get to treat and that's what makes me crazy is that i see him treat other people with respect and i see him be charming and 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 small talk and be with people and be fucking normal in the comedy community but with me he can't do it or he won't do it or for some reason he gets some perverse sick pleasure out of me this making me crazy it only makes me crazy like this because i deserve i Respect. don't deserve this you know you actually but he can give it to everybody gives it to everybody gives it to lesser people than me in the community so he'll give respect to people who aren't at the echelon that i am but yet with me he can't like that was the whole thing the whole reason i got mad at him in the first place is that he begged for stage time he called me he called me on both platforms i didn't answer he found me on the street on his bike asked for stage oh, time God. i gave it to him in he harassed exchange. you for stage so time in exchange that's he wouldn't he wouldn't say it it's just it just he happens to be he just happened to nah, he happened to see that's me. harassment sweetheart no, he happened to, he's a bike but he happened to see me so anyways ha- you see right there i'm gonna stop you right there you're giving him a way out right there so you- i gave him the stage i said to him though my one caveat for giving you the stage time is i want you to watch my punchline set and he even typed back i thought you'd never ask and i don't know if he was just being facetious but then he doesn't say he now he still hasn't said anything to me about the the punchline tape. I just wanted to give him he can't give me a goddamn compliment. The kid can't give me a compliment. He doesn't respect you. Why don't you let him go? Know, now I'm making you making me mad. Oh, but let him go where? Like Who cares? He's a grown ass man. He sucks. He's not funny. At this I can't point say no to, can we, I can't if I say no to You him, can say no to him. I guess. Yes, you can. I could say, if he asks for a guest set tonight, I'll say no. I'll, I swear to no God, Pam, I'm going to curse you out. Uh, no, I'm not going to give him, he doesn't, he, I'm not giving him any time on a, on a real show. Because he doesn't respect, he, charming. he doesn't respect the craft, he doesn't respect the building, he doesn't respect you, he doesn't respect the, 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 the other comedians. How much disrespect can one take? 
Exactly. That's what I feel. So, and then at this point, you keep letting him do and letting him do. It's a cycle, so he knows he's taking advantage of that. So now it's like, no, no, no. Fuck you, no. I mean, it's actually, I kind of want to tell him to fuck off. Well, do it. You- yeah. Because it just, that then that makes me look crazy. No, it's not. Stop using that word crazy, okay? It ain't crazy. It ain't crazy. It's, cr- I mean... Okay, and then at this point, you both sound crazy because why is he harassing you? Because I'm sorry, this is not the first time he's called you on multiple uh, devices or try to get through you to different devices to beg for stage time. I know, and then I call him out on it. And he goes, I've never begged you for stage time. And I'm like, well, we obviously have different ideas of what begging is. I'm sure you have messages to prove that, right? Well, it's not like he... Uh, I'm sure, and I have other, I, who knows what I said last night on this. I, I, who, who gives a fuck at that point? You probably, you're, what it is, I it's drunk. Much- I n- never call him. I never call him. I never call him, but I was, I must I have I think said you should delete his number. I have. I have it as the devil. And every time I delete it, he calls me back, and then I have to be like, I know it, it's, it ends, I know what numbers it Block. ends in. I don't. Block. What is he going to do for you? No, what is what is, what what do does he bring to the, nothing? You he only makes just, me uncomfortable. Then. Right. So he, all he brings is negative energy. Yeah. What he do doesn't you? help anybody. It's not like he's helping any other comics. It's not like he's really helping. He tried to scam you, girl. That's he true. tried to scam. I know. I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> he just he just <laughs> thinks that his just his own hubris and self worth is so high that he doesn't. That it just I know well, I have to cut him out and I'm done I'm just I'm I'm done, no more he doesn't he doesn't add that's the thing is he doesn't add if, to if you don't if you're not right now especially like my birthday's coming up and that's always really stressful and right. the festival and the festival and everything and the station and all my shows anyways and if you're not helping you're hurting if you're not actively adding then you're taking away like even if just being neutral right now. I can't even have just neutral people around me because they either need to be helping me forward my goals because my goals are big and my opportunity for failure is massive. And I either need really supportive, helpful people around me or not have them around All me. he brings is negative energy and stress. So stress, there's know, nothing. So, much stress. so I think you so should excommunicate him out. Yeah. Of everything. I mean, if he, it's a public place, so if he wants to show up, he can show up. Does that mean you could get stage time? Well, you be, you know what? Do the rest that everything, everyone else does. Sign up. Sign and don't up, you yeah. dare give him no time. Because that's, that's, he knows you're going to say yes. That's the problem. Yeah. Begging and I don't care. He ain't even that cute. I'm sorry. He ain't that cute. Well, and not he ain't lately, funny. Not lately. Not especially when he's been hiding, like wearing sunglasses and bandanas and being all like secretive under hats. And like, it's like. Man, God. I don't even care if he was cute. It's about the respect level and the, the the amount of disrespect that you do. And especially he knows and everyone knows that you work hard to keep this place, especially yeah. when we're still in a pandemic, you know. Are we? Only 622 people are dead in San Francisco. That's yeah. the, Those are the COVID those numbers. Those are the numbers. But, I mean, it, it went it's up just... seven in a day, though. They were 615, and then they went up to 722. I was like, damn, Delta variant. Dangerous. Yeah. But okay. but it just, I mean, right, honey, you got to cut him out. Well, he don't bring nothing uh, to well, the table. I know, and when, he was not, when he's not around for a while, 
My life is way better. Like my life is calmer. I don't worry about it. Like when now I know he's back around. So he disappeared for like a month because he got COVID or whatever. And there were other issues. He had a girlfriend. He got a new girlfriend and then he got COVID. So he fell off the planet for about six weeks. But now he's like, back again and it sucks so he's like a cockroach it sucks you it's need some better rain. when he's away like because i don't worry about whether he's going to come and ask for time or if whether he's going to charm you well or whether he's going to make eye contact with me or not make eye contact with me or whether I, I feel old and stupid or whether i laugh too hard at something he says he's called me out on that like he, i laughed too hard at something and he's like it wasn't that funny and i'm like ah! yeah i no, I'm like I'm Hell, a stupid girl. Do you know this is this is emotional abuse at this point? You know that, right? <laughs> I guess. Um, I mean, unfortunately, it's not even a relationship. No, it's not. It's not anything. It's not anything. So I don't understand. All these signs are here. I know, I know. Again, he tried to fucking like take money from the station by jacking up. It's true. Well, he thinks he deserves fifty dollars an hour. That's like. <laughs> That's what he feels like his art deserves. That's that's I'm right there. The, that was a, like a sign of like no motherfucker. I need to. You need. To, we need to the, cut the ties. The funny thing is, is that they this person was gonna do a hundred t-shirts for fifteen hundred dollars, and that's a lot of money. And I got a hundred and forty-four t-shirts for a thousand, and they're four color. I know. This is four a small color. business, by the way. It is. I know. And the fact that this person's not a professional either. This is the same person that is, again, taking advantage. So now you're. He calls me out for not being professional. And somehow I believe him every time. Oh, my God, girl. Every time I feel like I'm the crazy one. Like, I'm afraid to look at that text message because I'm afraid. It's just more shaming. It's just more like. Um, you need to block him. Yeah, I know. No, no, seriously, you need to block him. What I don't understand. It doesn't matter if I don't if it, it I does don't text matter. him, he won't text. The only time he ever calls me is like on Wednesdays when he to ask something. for a set or exactly. on or on Thursdays to ask for a guest set or on he'll show up on Saturdays and just sit there. Guess what he's going to do coming up too with the festival. He's well, no, he's, gonna... he's on one show, but he's not going to go to other shows. He's not going to be supportive and show up at other shows. He's going to try to get on other shows. Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Because not not the ones. I mean, there just isn't time. The way that the schedule's set up. And but in his mind, he don't care. He doesn't care. Again, he doesn't. He didn't respect. even take any flyers. Like he was here on Monday for the joke workshop, and the flyers are up there on stage. Oh He's yeah, let me in take the some. fucking festival, and he didn't take any flyers. It's like, I just I feel like, I don't know. I I feel like this. Festival, it's well, it's either going to be a terrific failure or a terrific success. But I can't work any harder. I, I don't know how to spend my time better, or my money, or my it's, resources, or put a. I mean, he's I put putting a, stress on you when when you don't need any more stress other than to be focused on the festival and what you need to do here. Yeah, he is taking you off your square, Absolutely. and you're and you're allowing it too, and constantly. And any time I try to like hold my own and say something and grow some balls and be like, I'm going to say something. Like last night I actually grew balls. I wanted him to answer the phone because I was drunk. And I was like, I have things to say to you. But he just doesn't want to hear it. And in fact, he won't hear it. And then because he won't hear it, he's like, you're a crazy person. You're not crazy. But if you keep letting him go through this, yeah, you are going to be a little bit nutty to me. Yeah, I know. I mean... I just want him to move. He's not doing comedy here anyways. He's not going anywhere. He's not growing in any way. It's like 
just that, move. That was shade. No, but like. No, that was good. No, that's good. I mean, he can move to New York and be a bike messenger there. Like, go. Watch out for them buses. No, but like, leave San Francisco. Like, I want to stay here. I want to feel comfortable here. This is my city. I've been here. I've put my roots down. This is where I want to feel comfortable and I want to be. And I shouldn't, like, He's not the kind of person that make- that's going to last in comedy. No, I know. He's not. He is going to eventually disappear, but starting, he's, fast. he's going to have to, you're going to have to, dude, I don't know how many times I ever tell you I that you got to put your foot down. Are you going to wait till he steals from you, like like when he physically steals? No, he's not that, I mean, he would. Uh, uh, what, what? I mean, I don't know. Actually, to be honest, I don't know what kind of person he is. I haven't had a conversation with him in six months. More than I, that. Well, I already see what kind of person he is. Actually, the last conversation we had was Dwat Mai was there, and it was on a Saturday. And it was like maybe two and a half months ago. And that was the, that was the time where I was like, oh, my God, are we going to be normal again? Oh, my God, he treated me like I was a person. You can't And then be- it stopped again. You're you can't be infatuated with a douchebag. I'm not infatuated. I don't even like like I, I'm not even like I just want it. The only thing that upsets me at this point is I see him being charming and cordial to other people, and I don't understand why I don't get that. Doesn't make sense to me anymore. It's like I'm other people like in other I'm words not expecting. I'm just expecting what everybody else does. Like all the other people that come and to have like, manners. like like nice this nice new girl her name is Sarah Guth and she's been the, she's been here a couple times and she wrote me the nicest message and she just said just letting you know like I really appreciate the community that you're building it's really supportive and I realized that not all comedy is like that and I'm he just still starting at to home. realize no he doesn't oh it doesn't mm-hmm. oh no nope. he just moved no he moved he's been it's been almost a year that he's been in oh. his it's not his own place but he rents a room from a person but I've never seen it, and he's taken other people there, and he gets to be friends with other people. It don't matter. That that part don't matter, really. No, I know. But he's not a friend. He obviously exactly, never wanted but, to be a friend. But that's the thing is that I just but I don't have I don't have time then. If people aren't going to be nice to me, they're, I don't. Cut them out. I know, because everyone else is nice. Even Mean Dave is nice. Cut him Cut Cut this I, dude people out. People just have to be cordial to me. Like, you know. He doesn't, have, he doesn't know how, sweetheart. But he seems to be able to do it for other people. That, but you're not other people. Okay. So that's that's the only frustration I have. It's, and, it's, I, and I know. And it doesn't. And it's never going to be resolved. And it's just. And I just. He's toxic. To, just you to see how stressed you get? Yeah, yeah, And he yeah. takes you off your square? Mm-hmm. He's toxic. So why put up with it? I just won't anymore. But I have to actually. I can't. I can't ignore him anymore because the ignoring it only it's too difficult and it hurts me. I just have to say like, fuck off. You Thank make me you. feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. Not you make me feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable when you're around. That's it. That's how I, what I have to say is I either feel, I feel self-conscious or I feel like I feel I'm disrespected. Not, I, I feel like I'm not good enough. Like, uh-uh, uh-uh, that, no, don't no, say no, that. but that's what the disrespect does. That's what disrespect triggers me to, is that I'm not good enough to be respected. It puts me right back to my family, where I'm not pretty enough to be respected. I'm not thin enough to be respected and loved. I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not Jesus-y enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough to feel respected by my own family. I would never be good enough for any of them, no matter what the grades I got, no matter what I did. I was still annoying or crazy or loud or something was wrong with me. And I always felt like I wasn't good enough. These past couple days, I felt amazing about certain things. I'm killing it. I've got all of these. I was 
I've been booked. I got to be on both the 7 and 9 o'clock shows for Hella Funny. It was sold out shows. I've got all of my shows. I've got, I've been, people have, everyone except this one person. And it, all it does is it just triggers me back to that same place where, you know, I'm, I'm 47. That's the other thing that, that's the dichotomy that makes me crazy is I'm 47 years old and I'm an adult. And I'm, and I don't want to say I'm better than most people, but I'm more disciplined. I'm harder working. I am more self-sacrificing. I'm sacrifice. I, I work so hard to be respected and to not be respected is like, it's just the same thing with the Jesus stuff. Like I'd pray and I try so hard to be the best Christian I could. And somehow I still wasn't good enough for my own fucking family. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when I've got the degrees, like I've got everything going for me and I'm still not good enough. So it's like, no matter how hard I work, and that is the person that triggers me the most because they respect me the least. And I should be able to say it doesn't matter, but it just makes me feel like once again, like I know that I'm good enough. I know that I'm better than most people and not like I'm better than most people, but I don't know anybody who can bake bread like, and I can make pot food for the love of God. I'm good at so many things and to still not feel like I'm good enough. It's, I'm, I'm crazy. I triggered. I'm just like, ah, like how can I ever be good enough for the people that don't think I'm good enough? But he's just one person who has really nothing. Yeah, that's true. So, but I understand why it would be a trigger, especially to what you were just talking about and and describing with, you know, your home life and your parents and stuff. So that I can, I can totally understand that now when you try and try. But it's comedy wise. It's like, I've been trying so hard in comedy and for a person in comedy who should be respecting me not to, it's like, it's just too and it, much. It, it's, it's also the arrogance of this young little prick that he, he thinks he knows it. He thinks he knows it all, you know, and he's new to the game. And the thing is, you would think that at least to, watch and pay attention and learn your ins and outs of how to do this game mm-hmm. you know but you know his ego and his entitlement is so he's so grandiose about it to you and to this establishment that to me i you know i i'm the kind of person that would just be like yeah fuck off you actually are really disrespectful and you're disrespectful to the other comedians that actually really care and care about the craft I care about me i'm sorry but like, but it's even beyond you at this point. It's but, even beyond but you. But this place is me. Like, I know, but it's, it's also... so personal to me, and but, comedy is so personal. Right, but you also have to look at the fact that this is a business, too. Yeah. And, he's, and the fact that you're trying to run a business... I'm putting your feelings aside because we're talking about business right now. Yeah. And so this is where you have to separate the two. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, like, if you can't respect this community then why would i have you here yeah and then we could talk about with you being the owner of this who who can run to a place and disrespect the owner what what world does that happen in this one which is crazy well stop allowing it i know i just i have to have a conversation with him but he's not gonna do it no you can't have a conversation with him pam no he don't listen. No, I know. Stop babying him. And, and you know, I don't care. This if is you're all going to get turned around on me, though. And I'm going to look. He's going to gaslight me. And I'm going to look like I'm going to look like. Who is he? I know. It's just Who because I he? all of my power just 
I'm so I keep thinking keep keep in your mind what does he have to offer what does he have to offer in this space nothing exactly nothing like he's never been helpful to me he's only taken away from me there we go he's taken my socks he's taken my art he's taken my time he's taken my stage time he's taken stage time in my head I am so sick of dreaming about him. I'm so because every time it's just worse than even reality and it's not real and it's always that same feeling of like he's with a group of people and they're all away from me and I'm not a part of the group and that's the group and they're all having so much fun and I can't figure out to have fun with them. There was a point in time too like you said he actually he signs other people up. Right? Sometimes? Oh, I don't even remember that. I think I, he I've I've been implementing the pre-sign for a while now, so it's been okay. I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, it doesn't, and that's the thing is, it's just life, and it doesn't matter anyways. I just want to yeah, be matters. more comfortable. It matters. I just want to be comfortable in my own life and with my own stuff I've built and with my own like. I don't know. I'm all stressed out tonight about my Asiento show, and it's usually like one of my most fun parts of the week because. But now I'm all like. Is he going to show up? Is he not going to show up? Am I going to have focus, to? You're not focused on what you need to be doing. He comes in. Yep. I know. He ain't I, bringing I, nothing to the goddamn yeah, I table. Know. I know. It's not. I just have to keep remembering. If people aren't, if they're not helping, they're hurting. If they're not adding, they're subtracting. And I just don't have time. I don't have, I don't have time to have, you know, for my... My, it's my big festival. Right. And I'm 47 years old. I mean, I don't know. It's just time for me to have like, and I, I have been having some big wins lately, but it's it's time for me to have, you but know, But this one little big wins. Right. And the thing is, those big wins, he's taking them away from you. He does. And that's not fair to you. I so I want wins. you to stop letting him abuse that factor. Because I know I've seen you react before to people who have been disrespectful for t to you. Yeah, this was great. At Comedy Day, there's this one guy who, he's such a dick, and he's called, on the internet, he's all caps to me and called me a racist all multiple times, and just so stupid. But we're at the back at Comedy Day, and he goes, hey, Pat, how you doing? And I looked at him, and I said, Pat? I said, Jermaine's, you know exactly that my name is Pam Benjamin. You know exactly who I am, and you doing that back here in front of these people? I take great offense to it and i think that that's ridiculous that you said that because you know exactly who i am Ooh, and he was like Ooh. Ooh, see he like, was like yeah it was like motherfucker don't play with me he's already tried like I, years and years past but that's the other thing is he has no power he has no open mic he doesn't do anything oh did he have an open mic for like three weeks and it fell apart it's like motherfucker you know exactly who i am don't try to pretend like and that's the thing is that sometimes I feel like that where I'm like, I am motherfucking Pam Benjamin. Like, I mean, there are, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that there aren't people like the person in question where there are individuals that, you know, you do have a type of fondness, but you just let them keep disrespecting you. Yeah. Trust me. I've had people like that in my life. I've had friends and exes like that in my life and other colleagues. So I get it. But, uh, you know, after being like punched and beat around, you know, there was like a point in time when I'm like, okay, fuck this. I'm not getting anything out of this, but the abuse and the humiliation on humiliation. my end. I, that's, that's the right word, humiliation. I feel humiliated all the time. 
humiliated. That's that's the thing that I am powerless. Humiliation is a feeling of powerlessness. Yeah. You know who? How did that happen to you? You just there's oh, charming people. Charming people. I mean, even if it was like when I used to do improv or even at um at when I bartend, like I've run into assholes and trying to be nice and tiptoe and do shit like that before. It wasn't anyone here, mm. um, but. You know, I was just like, you know what? I don't like the way you're disrespecting me. I don't like it. I don't think it's fair. And I kind of don't like it. Okay, for example, I got something that happened recently. Ran into, I was at this art show in The Hate. It was fucking terrible. Um, And one of my foes came. And, you know, our friendship broke up because she said I was too overbearing because the bitch left me destitute at three in the morning and nowhere to be found and left me and I was the one because I needed a friend right now. Wow, three in the morning. Yeah, like right outside of Lucky 13. This oh, is like four shit. years ago. That's not a safe part of town. No that's, shit. That's she, up on market. Right. That's high up on market. You know, because it was her birthday and so they were all doing something, going after hours. I'm like, well, can I come and join? She left me out there in the cold and then I was being... <gasps> Wow. So So you weren't supposed to be angry about that. I wasn't supposed. Yeah. So she she writes in 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 the morning on Market Street. I'll just find a cab. No cab. It was it was uh, it snowballed because I saw certain things that she was doing, Mm -hmm. and I was like letting it go, letting it go, being passive because that is one of my my flaws. And so I I I did say something on Facebook. It's like it really sucks when people leave you destitute uh, at like three in the morning. Yeah. And then she writes me this long dissertation oh, of why we can't be friends. I oh, think I still have it. Wow. I don't want to read it because it'll just piss me off. Yeah. So. And it's humiliating. And 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 her and her, her boyfriend's a famous uh, graffiti artist here. Hi, Sam Flores. Cool. Uh, uh, I like Sam. I don't like her. Um, but she, I ran into her because I ran into her like in a lift. And sure. she's like, oh, hi. She go, I go by Sharif. Hi, Sharif. Hi. Oh. I let it be known, like, we ain't cool. Because what you did to me, you hurt me. And then you want to write this whole... Because she was acting brand new. Because she just uh, started dating the person I just mentioned. Yeah. And thought that her shit didn't stink. Mm-hmm. And she didn't need people like me anymore. Oh. I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. That's brand new. Mm-hmm. So... When I ran into her a couple weeks ago, I hadn't seen her since at Lyft Drive about a couple years ago. And she, t- I've, someone taps me on my shoulder and she's like, oh, hi, Sharif, how are you? And I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, oh, I thought you didn't like me. Why are you saying hello? Oh, and wow. I just walked away. Yeah. Because I'm not putting up with someone that I'm, I can't even fake the funk for you, dude. Can't even fake the funk. I need to get there. I need to get there. You know, it, I mean, I get it. It takes time, but there is a boiling point because this has been going on for a while. And you, you would, he would have lost, that person would have lost me once they wanted me to pay them $50 an hour, especially in the time of COVID, especially when you're trying to save as much money as possible for the station. You know, that to me is a form of stealing. So I wouldn't, I could write down all the ways I felt offended, but it wouldn't matter. And I'm not going to get any opportunity to 
clear it up ever or not that it, that's the thing is I don't feel the need to clear anything up I think that he needs to clear up things with me and that he isn't able to do that He's is not. why I'm like don't no, no more stage time just no stage time it's like why are you even come here anymore like why what would you would I mean because it is for me now for me for it feels like now it is like to just get over and humiliate it's yeah. just like why why even step into why even trespass here and he always sits where he knows that i can see him like i know that's but then i'm uh, it makes me feel crazy that i think he's doing things he might not be doing anything and he would never admit to it even if he was no and so sociopaths then, never admit he's a sociopath you think so i think so yeah i think so too <laughs> i think he's a bully and i think that he gets off bullying me I think so too. And that that's, and making, and feeling like he's way cooler and I'm not cool enough. And, and that's fine. I'm an old woman. I'll never, although some people, a lot of people, that's the thing I have to keep remembering is people think I'm good looking and charming and funny and they enjoy spending time with me. Have you ever thought about the fact that it could be the fact that he might be slightly envious of the fact of where you are and the fact, I mean, it, it's, it can't be far off the fact that, you know, you, you, you're you able to have this power, but he's taking it away. Yeah. Yeah. And that there's got to be something there. I mean. I mean, this person is in their mid-20s, so yeah. they're, still, they're still 15. Mm-hmm. They still have that 15. Just when I was 25, I was getting married. I was so responsible. But women mature before men i was a teacher then i owned my theater company i was so like driven and on track and you still are yeah you still are you i mean the fact of the matter is like you've had the the festival has been going on for six years minus of course of last year's but still 2020 i had one in 2020 and one in 2021 right so still god i hope you mean i don't think you need this person's stress I mean, mutiny radio can be already stressful enough and your personal life and whatever, you know, whatever happens every day. So this person who's not even a friend, who's not even a good comedian, who doesn't even bring anybody in, who doesn't bring any money, who doesn't bring people to the, or bring anything to the table, who don't. Doesn't feed me. Doesn't feed me. Yeah. He me baklava. And then another time he ate all my expensive cheese. Bitch, he ate all the cheese. Oh, girl, he he ate ate the cheese. cheese. I had this really good. Triple cream, truffle, uh, oh, brilliant I, savarin. I know that was about ten dollars. Oh, at least. <laughs> Girl. I came in here and he was hungry and I, I was. He's like, can I have some cheese? And I was like, give some. And then I turn around and it's all oh, gone. God. And I was like, see, that's a bad sign right there, motherfucker. You, well, that was like the time I bought everybody pizza, and I dropped my card on the way oh, back no. or something. So I went to go find my card, and I came back and they'd eaten all the pizza. They didn't save me a slice. I don't think he was there for that one. I think that that was the hippies, but he oh, might have been I don't here. I don't know. Hippies. I don't remember. But I don't remember. He, how are you going to eat on somebody's cheese? Can I have some? Yeah. Not all. Some. But to him, some means all. Just like some stage time. I just yeah. want to have all of it. Just like the time he uh, wanted to do my acid and then came over. I thought I was going to get to do acid with them, and they took it and left. 
Oh it my took God, my Pam. Drugs and Pam. Left. I was so Jesus mad. Christ. I know this was at the beginning of COVID. This was the beginning of lockdown, and like, it was April, and it was such a nice day, and it was a Sunday, and I thought that they were coming over to like hang out with me and do drugs with me, and then they were like, "Okay, bye." And I was like, you fucking users. Did he pay? I, no, he didn't give me anything. Oh my God, Pam, you're know. making me mad. No, but this is from, this is from like the first time that I cut him off. And then he weaseled his way back in. And then I cut him off again. And, and then you let him back in. It's happened, it's happened like four times. You got to put a little bit of responsibility on yourself at no, this I point. No, I know, it's true. Know. It's like the scorpion and the frog and... The scorpion's like, hey, frog, you want to give me a ride across the water? And the frog's like, you're going to sting me. You're a scorpion. And he's like, come on. I'm a scorpion. Like, Why would I do that? Because then we'll both drown. That'd be crazy. And then there are swimming across. The frog's like, okay, okay. And they're swimming across the little lake. And then the scorpion stings them. And they're both drowning. He's like, why? Why? I'm a scorpion. That's almost like the snake one, right? Yeah. 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 He's a snake and a scorpion. All of the bad bugs. Yeah. And a cockroach that just won't go away. <laughs> a bee. Well, bees are helpful. They help with the pollen. That's true. But he once does... they sting you, they get eviscerated and they die. So I should make him into a bee. A wasp is bad because they can oversting you. They don't die. And they also don't make honey. They're I would just, just prefer awful. a cockroach because he just keeps coming <laughs> around. He, even if you spray the raid, he'll still come around. I know. And then there's all these times where I feel strength and then it just dissipates. <laughs> Just look at his face like a punching bag or, you know, turn into like uh, Uma Thurman and Kill Bill when you see certain people. (laughs) And then with that song, relax, don't (laughs) do it. It's the from Zoolander. And it's like, I will kill the prime minister of Malaysia. I just don't, you know, I I just, you know. That's something that happened kind of like a lot of people were telling me that I'm way too passive and I'm way too patient with people and I allow people too much time mm. until the point where I do all of a sudden like just like ah! and all everything comes out like shit from like six months ago right. will and come the, and out. And then they go, why are you, what are you even talking about? It's like, <laughs> okay. Like, you know, I'm dealing with the fact that, you know, uh, my cousin lives with us and stuff. And, oh, yeah? you know, she has. How long has that been happening? Oh, about four or five years. Yeah. I mean, it's I been. This. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been great. But, you know, she, you know, her and her, she has a boyfriend. They've been together for about eight or nine months, I think, at this point, 10 months. Um, and he's a cool cat. But, you know, I've noticed within the past three to like four to six months that, you know, she's been on a lot of vacations. No problem. Ooh. But. You know, she doesn't offer to clean the house up. Oh. And then, like, I'm just starting to get irritated. And, I, you know, I think I let her get away with a lot. But, you know, like, even before, you know, I would move her car. We would move her car, you know. Street sweeping? Yeah. That's nice. You know. And it's just like, but, you know, I'm doing more for her. Like, for poor Hemplo today, our washer, you know, our washing machine has been out of service. We got it fixed yesterday. And so... I hadn't, she hadn't been home in a week. She's been staying over at her dude's house. No problem. And I, I've been joking about the fact I'm like, you know, I ain't going to hear from you until next week, girl. Come on. Yeah. And Ryder, what I say today before I went for a run, I got a message say, like, uh, buenos dias. And I'm like, mm-hmm, hola. 
And uh, before she could say anything, I'm like, yes, the washer is fixed. And wow. so, and she was like, how long? I didn't even read, she said something. And I was like, I just said, girl, mean, and had my, uh, you know, the emoji, cause I had that black girl's girl. <laughs> mm. And then like 25 minutes later, she texts me and says, hey, can you see if um, the driveway, uh, if no one's parked in the driveway so I can, uh, um, I have a lot of laundry. I didn't respond because right. I didn't want to say anything that I would, I, I would have been sarcastic and mean. Well, did you do your laundry? Yeah, yeah. I did it yesterday. Oh, okay. or, oh, actually I did it today. I did it today. But I mean, the point is I'm seeing things and I don't care if you have two homes to go to. My thing, I barely see her. She spends more time over there. She's only there for two days here at two days a week just to do laundry now, right. what it seems like. But it's just like, I would like some help around the house too. She works. Marcus works. Marcus does stuff around the house because he's around the house more uh, often. But, you know, I don't see her sweep. I don't see her mop. She cleans her room. Okay, because that's her room. Right. But, you know, I'm the one that's doing most of the work which I'm, I just, you know, it's just little things. Right, I don't want to be right. taken for granted. Exactly. It'd be like if, you know, she comes home for her two days and then leaves all the dishes and you're like, excuse me. And, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, yeah. And, you know, but she, but here's the thing. She, she leaves her food in the fridge mm. and it spoils. Right. So oh, I have annoying. to. You have to so, clean out the fridge. Yeah. yeah. So I have to throw it away. Like yesterday I found some moldy cheese. I'm like, this ain't my cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like these little things that I, now I'm seeing snowball. And like she said, you know, she said, hi. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, is everything okay? I'm like, I'm just a little irritated. Yeah. So and it's hard to have. It's hard to live with people. It's I, really hard. I I'm haven't okay. done it in a long time. The thing is, I'm, I'm, I can live with people. But my thing is, don't just come around and ask me when you want something or mm -hmm. just to, you know, Gotta We're pull not, your weight, though. You're part of the household. You gotta pull your weight. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, pull your weight. I mean, I don't care if she stays. I mean, I get it. You know, I used to play. You know, I I had an apartment, and then I would stay at my boyfriend's. I get it. Mm -hmm. But I also would help my roommates clean, or yeah. clean the kitchen, or something. Sure. You know, when I would come home. So you know, because I didn't want people thinking. Well, shit, this bitch don't do nothing around here. <laughs> she, the fucking, she's been hanging out with her dude. I ain't seen her. And I've, and I've been on that other side, so I understand. And I've had my roommates check me. My old roommates check me for that shit before, too. Well, but the thing I usually got checked for or that I had to check other people on was that I'd have a roommate or a housemate, and then their boyfriend would always be over oh, every God. single time. And I'd be like, okay, so... <laughs> You're not paying double rent, uh -oh, and uh -oh. there's more water being used uh -oh. now, mm -hmm. and there's more, and then it'd be like, but we, we're just dividing the rent. I'm like, but see, that's the thing, we're dividing rent evenly, but your boyfriend never really paying anything, and he's here all the time. Yeah, if so you're- it's like, I have a third roommate, but- I just want it to be two people in the house. I'm like, right. and there's three now all of a sudden. If you're there four days a week- You live there. You live there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
you better buy you better pay a bill or buy some groceries exactly. motherfucker yeah like i oh mean my gosh i mean to, i guess it is about the way you were raised it is about the way you're raised because you know i do have people in my family that just are so aloof and don't realize that hey you know maybe you should contribute or you know it, actually it is it's about how you were raised because i never let I mean, I always say no small debts among friends because if somebody wants a cigarette or a dollar or whatever, come on, I'm not going to hold that above your head. But, like, I'll notice when people are, everyone's smoking my weed all the time. Mm. Not, not, you're, you're fine, actually, and I should pack this for you. Oh, yeah, um, I was going to ask because I haven't smoked in yeah, two yeah, days. Yeah. I've got, I've, we, I got to clean the bong out, too, before I go. We'll take a little break here and put some stuff on it, and then we'll clean that out. And, uh, I think that's another reason why I'm irritable. I'm about yeah, to start my well, period, well, I'm sorry, and I, I haven't smoked well, since Monday. Yeah, I'll smoke you up, girl. But, um, but I'm but sorry. But it's like crazy when I'll notice, or when people give me rides, I always make sure that I either give them money or yeah, I give them yeah. hot food or I buy them a drink when we get there. But I'll do things for people and I don't get any drink. And I'm like, well, I bet. So there's a one, there's one lovely human being. His name is Mark Neuer. And he, oh, he's, uh, he was raised fucking right. He always buys, whenever he goes to the store, he says, Pam, can I get you a beer? And I'm like, I would love that. And he, you know, it's two fifty, and it's nothing, but it means so much to right. me that he's going, that he's being kind and, thinking about my needs that's like that's like some friendly ass shit right there you know yeah but then sometimes it gets to the point where just there was another person i had a falling out with and she didn't she was like i don't understand and i said every time i interact with you the first thing out of your mouth is a request from me of some kind (laughs) it's either for a cigarette or for a paper or for a lighter or for a bowl or for stage time (laughs) when you open your mouth to me it's a request. It's never been an offer. It's never been to help me. Take, it's never, take, it's, take. Always, it's always been taking. And they were like, I don't, I can't believe. And I'm like, I'm just telling you from my perspective that maybe you could look at that with other people. Every interaction I've had with you. And she was like, I can't believe. And I was like, gee, I'm, I'm sorry to be the bringer of truth to your face, but give me, you know. But sometimes people need to hear that. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I wish I could just not be so passive and be like, just let it go. Pick and choose your battles, blah, blah, blah. Keep the please, you know, but I'm like, no, because this is going to irritate me and piss me the fuck off. The same thing happened in Chicago. Like I had a great time, but I also was, it it was great. My mom ended up in the hospital though for a couple days because her medication they changed her medication and then one of my friends i assumed she was vaccinated but she wasn't vaccinated and so the people my my other friends didn't feel comfortable with her staying in the airbnb so that was a whole issue but she ended up finding state yeah but my part was the communication i did not i went by assumption so that was my fault but also too on her end it's like well shouldn't you take responsibility of the fact like hey guys i'm not vaccinated because that is your own personal yeah. health mm-hmm. and so it's just like i'm not just to let you know i'm not vaccinated so i don't know how you guys would feel about that 
that would be nice to know too because we're all going to be we're all 40 year old ladies so i don't understand why i would i don't have to be your parent and be like oh well you have to be vaccinated but i guess i do now because a lot of people don't understand that now that's common courtesy yeah and so even my cousin recently who came into the house who had covid she got over it but i found out she wasn't vaccinated again my fault was i assumed her because her daughter was vaccinated now, the thing, though, is that if they want to get sick, I guess that's their own volition. But for me, I don't want the responsibility of knowing I got you sick. sick. Because that'll make me feel like a dick. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's just, I know that that's about me and about my feelings, not them. But I don't want to be the bringer of killing people. I I'm don't not trying to be, kill my family. I'm not trying to kill my family. I'm not trying to kill my friends. I'm not trying to kill strangers on the motherfucking street. That's why I told the story at the beginning of the show. But the COVID scare from last week, I... I'm so glad that I tested and I tested negative, but I was freaking out because I was out on Tuesday night everywhere. I was at three open mics. If I would have, if on two, if my test on Wednesday would have come up positive for COVID, you, mm. I was going to have to write like the longest email to everyone, the longest Facebook scathing thing on my, just, I wouldn't even know how I'd be, I'd be humiliated. I'd be mortified. I'd be I just wouldn't even know how to tell all the people that I was. Please get tested. And you know, you would have right, felt guilt. I, cause... I feel so much guilt because the, the thing is, I just thought that I had allergies on Tuesday night. I didn't feel, I was like, the weather had changed. It was warmer. I had some sniffles. I was like, these are allergies. This is, I have a sinus headache. This is not a big deal. These are allergies. And then I wake up on Wednesday and I've got a, a low grade fever. It was never to a hundred. And I'm looking up all the COVID I'm looking up all the symptoms and I'm like, dear God, I've got motherfucking COVID and I'm freaking out. And then I'm like, okay, I've got, I'm going to go get tested. Do I put on my mask, walk through the street? Do I wear two masks? Do I? And then Jonathan was like, I'm bringing you test strips. Don't go anywhere. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. So he came with the 10 minute test and, um, I took it and it was fine. And I was like, okay, thank God. I'm just regular sick. I'm just sick. And I'm glad that's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you and you are vaccinated. And so the thing, you know, and you even just said that if it would have came positive, I would have reached out to people and said, please get tested. I, I am vaccinated, but blah, blah, blah. You know, a lot of motherfuckers wouldn't have said shit. I would have had a Facebook post. I would have tagged everybody at each bar. I would have been like, I remember who was at OMG. And I remember the list. And I'd tag them all and be like, hey, everybody at OMG, I fucked with you. I'm sorry. And then same thing at Neck of the Woods. I would have gone through the list. I would have seen everyone on the list. I would have told everybody that was there. Same thing at Milk Bar. But that was the thing. Honestly, last Tuesday, I was at three packed bars Mm. doing comedy. So yeah, sharing mics with people, and I just, I don't want to be the super spreader. I don't want to have to, I don't want to, I don't want to carry that mantle and have to tell everybody in comedy like it was me. I infected I'm the, everyone. I'm the outbreak monkey. I'm the outbreak monkey. Exactly. <laughs> that we kept it clean in the whole community for this long, and now, but it's not. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. But it, it's to it's me. The whole what it boils down to is having common courtesy and just you know people are so fucking selfish and so self-centered I've learned how selfish people are you know and mean like why do you have to be be mean mean? oh my god and they think they're being this was the other thing that happened last week and it was crazy somebody wrote an email to me Uh saying 
that they forgive me. And I was like, <laughs> you motherfucker. You don't, I don't need your, you, you should be begging my forgiveness. There's nothing, there's nothing for you to forgive me of. Are you, I, I was, and then I was like, it made me a little crazy. I wrote a thing. I wrote a mean, I was mean. Then I was mean. This is, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I was very mean. And I wrote. They probably um, deserved it. They deserved it. But Good. I was so mean. And you know, I'm not usually mean. But. Um, but what... I said, and I can even, I can even read this. Oh my God, let me read you this. When Pam is mean, ladies and gentlemen, I, that means they fucking deserved it. I can be really mean. I, I'm, a, I'm a very, I'm a highly intelligent person and I, and I shouldn't use it in that way, but I can be very, very, it's one of the reasons I'm afraid to um, do roast competitions because oh, I'm, be so I can be good. so mean oh you would make people cry i can love be it so mean. okay oh. so here is the <laughs> here is the message that i wrote to this person okay i sent it to someone else because um i have no desire to work with you nor <laughs> do your opinions on me have any validity in my life writing things like i forgive you are unsolicited and you're the one who should be asking forgiveness as you made up a lie about me and yelled it in a crowded bar. Get off the drugs and seek help. You're a pathological liar with delusions of grandeur. I desire none of your time and don't want to bring the tools, labor, and material to build a bridge to a garbage fire. Pretty good. That huh? was, I mean, I love that condescending. Just, I love that kind of meanness. Seek help. Yes, I love that kind of meanness because that cuts to the core. It's so much better than Get like off the cocaine, girl. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much better than yelling and cursing someone out. Yeah. You know, you get a little bit more justice by using your intelligence and just being just. Just a condescending asshole. Yeah, just absolute. I was. That was mean. I was being mean. Was I was mean. purposely being mean. I'm glad that was I'm, beautiful. And I'm not usually like that. But when people come at me and they go like, "I forgive you," and it's like, "You forgive me for what? What? What <laughs> delusional world do you live in where you think you have anything?" That, and this is another person. This is another person. They have nothing to offer me. They've always been a taker. They've never, they have nothing. And they're like, but then they're like, I'm such a part of you. And I'm like, do you not know what the word supportive means? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't know what the word supportive means because you taking all of my gifts and not giving me anything in compensation for them, having an inequitable relationship where I, but there's inequity here in that I'm giving and you're taking and you think that I'm not giving enough still. It's like, go away i have don't if you don't appreciate my gifts go and so that's where I, and that's the thing is i've gotten to that place with a lot of people and i need to do that with the with other one particular person yeah i promise i will i mean the, the thing I'm is like there. again this is irritable wednesday here here at mutiny fm uh but i mean I, it's just I just don't think I just don't I, I can't stand people who are takers I really can't because it's just like there's too many takers in this world anyway mm -hmm. and the fact that I'm I'm actually being patient and being nice and trying to help but instead you just want to shit on me it's just like I mean people get I mean <laughs> 
People are insane. I've re- I've recognized this lately as the world is falling apart, and I'm seeing myself and my place in the world, and that people don't actually work that hard, and they are kind of lazy and don't care <laughs> about other people. Like at least I'm not fake about it. Like there's only a handful of people that I legitimately care about. Everyone else, I'm like, eh. I don't. I I understand that. I I you know I I think as I've gotten older, I've just getting I've gotten a little bit like, well, if you're not a necessity, if you don't have any positive things, not even just to offer or just positive a positive energy, why would I want you around when the ner- the world is already negative? Yeah, and I'm I'm already dealing with my own negative issues in my head and that's the thing is right now too i need people to be supportive i'm going i'm going it's scary for you too to turn 40 i bet and like i'm turning 47 and it's scary it's fucking scary and i need people right now to like care about my fucking feelings and i'm sorry i'm menopausal and weird and but i'm working hard and i just need people to be nice to me just or cordial just be cordial act like you i mean act like you were raised by someone <laughs> that yeah. had manners. The thing is, I've met his mom, and she's such a sweetheart. It's like it'd be a shame to be like. Maybe he takes after recognize. his dad. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'd be a shame for her to recognize what a douchebag he is. All right, let's take a ten minute break and smoke some pot, and we'll be right back. Yes. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a pattern? We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> it's coming soon, the sixth annual mutiny radio comedy festival six venues 24 shows seven days 75 comics from all over the united states at amazing local venues asiento atlas cafe el rio milk bar omg and the bar on Dolores. Special headliner shows at El Rio Thursday night, 7 and 9 o'clock featuring Scott Capuro headliner amazing comedian also Andy Iwancio out of Seattle here for the 6th annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All tickets are $10 except the headlining show which are 20 You can find all of the shows on Mutiny Radio's Eventbrite. Reserve them now. And don't miss out. 2021, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjiro. A sample. 
The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sandrorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Joke 